All right, so let's take a look to see what's happening in the markets today. And today is Wednesday, June 16th, and we're doing it so that you know what's going on. And with me in the studio, as always, is my head coach, Mark Hodge. Good hey, morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Marcus. Uh, markets are still waiting. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, all major indices were slightly down. Uh, I believe it was just some profit taking ahead of today's Fed meeting because today is the big day and everybody is waiting for this, it seems. So looks like uh, some people want to be in cash or realizing some profits after making new all-time highs on on Monday. What, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think today's the day. I, I mean, to me, it's no real surprise that there's a little pullback. I mean, even yesterday, it was a down day, but it, it wasn't anything substantial. So, no. uh, you know, futures this morning are, are mixed, really quiet, heading into the open. I think the NASDAQ is slightly positive and the S&P is just flat. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so let's talk about it today. Let's uh, switch over to the economic calendar. So, busy day. First of all, this morning, we already had the building permits and housing uh, starts, and uh, they came in a little bit lower than expected. Um, and then we have the Fed meeting today. But do you think that uh, the Fed will consider the building permits and the housing starts that came in lower than expected into their decisions? No, I, I, I don't think that that's a significant uh, report for them. You know, the, the Fed really has two goals, and, and that's to make policy that will keep prices stable and maximize uh, sustainable employment, right? Yeah. So they're looking at employment numbers and they're, they're focused on price stability, which, uh, you know, ties into inflation. And I don't think that the housing starts are a big deal. Yeah. So today, these times are all in Eastern time. So at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we have the FOMC statement. And then at 2.30, we have the press conference. And I, I think all eyes will be on the press conference because there's really no policy changes are expected. Uh, but, but the investors want to know whether the Fed thinks that rising inflation is transitory or, or not, and whether they will taper with their massive bond buying program. Because they have been buying $120 billion every month. So this is a lot. And the question is right now, okay, will they, will they start tapering? And uh, I don't know, will they maybe raise interest rates sooner than expected? So that's on dock for today. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, I mean, people don't expect the Fed to make any you know, major policy decisions. I mean, the interest rates are, are not going anywhere. It's just a matter of the wording and uh, really if they're hinting at tapering, right? I, I don't think the Fed's going to come out and say, oh yeah, this is what we're doing and it's going to be planned out. And by the the end of the year, this is what's going to happen. It really, uh, traders and investors, they're going to look for wording that might hint to the idea that they are considering it later this year. And, and this is the, you know, it's a rocky slope uh, for the Fed. And like you said yesterday, there's no, you know, damned if they do, damned if they don't. Right, <laughs> because the time is ripe for tapering. Right, because markets are at records again. Uh, unemployment is you know, is coming down, but now we actually have uh, businesses 
looking for employees. They're actively looking for employees, um, even though the unemployment is still relatively high, but it's on its way down. And, you know, some could say that that's due to, uh, you know, government policies and the incentive to collect unemployment. Uh, that could have an impact, but also people just a bit fearful heading back into the market with coronavirus. Right. And I mean, we, we have to look at the bigger picture. So before we had the pandemic drop, the S&P 500 was at 3,400, right? So yep. right now we are at 4,200. I mean, right now we are 25% higher than we were before the pandemic happened. And are we really doing that much better? I mean, at this point, wouldn't it be okay if we had a 10 or even 20% drop? Because if you get a 20% drop, this would mean that we are going back to 3,600, which is still higher than we were exactly. before the pandemic. So I think it wouldn't be a bad decision to right now uh, start tapering with it and maybe send some shockwaves into the market because we're doing good. I mean, the market, I think this has been recovering a little bit too much. So it's, it's time to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A tricky one for the Fed. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it's a, a whole but a lot of nothing or if they start talking about uh, tapering. It, it is a big day because everybody has been waiting for it. So let's just see what is happening. Okay, um, let, let's talk about some individual stocks that are coming up. Let me just see. I messed around with my charts here so, while I'm doing this. Okay, what uh, what do we have? I saw Oracle reported earnings ticker ORCL. Yeah, let's take a quick look at this. ORCL, here we go. Yeah, so what happened there? I mean, they're, they're pretty much down pre-market. They're down almost 5%. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because they actually reported better than expected earnings. They reported $1.54 per share versus a $1.31 estimate. They also reported better revenue, uh, but they said that profits this quarter uh, will be lower than expected because of uh, their cloud computing investment. So, all right. Well, what else I see? Uh, I also saw that uh, Roblox, RBLX. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a company that went, uh, went public, uh, when was it? Earlier this year. So, this was around mid March, <clears throat> uh, the gaming company here. So, uh, they are actually tumbling right now pre market. They are down, what, almost 10% because they reported 43 million active users in May. Uh, this is down from 43.3 million in April. So, I mean, it's still higher than the previous year, but nobody wants to see a slowdown. And uh, this is why this morning is like, ugh. And they're pretty much the, the new kid on the block here. Uh, just, uh, what is it, three months old? And, you know, maybe it's a sign of uh, things to come because, uh, I mean, to me, uh, a three, you know, 300,000 drop in a month from 43 million doesn't seem like a whole lot. Like, I, I, I you know, I'm not familiar with their business model and, and I, I'm just, you know, taking it at, at face value. But if people are going back uh, into employment, are they going to have time for, for playing video games? So maybe there's some bigger picture things going on. <laughs> Not only employment, but also going back into the office. I mean, this morning, well, yeah. uh, I think Goldman, uh, an executive from Goldman Sachs said, hey, if you can go to a restaurant, 
you can come to an office. I mean, th these were his words. And this is where, yes, maybe this is affecting it here right now. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. All right. What else? I saw a lazy boy. Did you hear about that? Let's just bring this up. Yeah. Lazy Boy, they reported uh, earnings of $0.87 cents per share versus $0.74 cent estimate, so better than expected. Also better revenue than expected, but they said that they uh, have been impacted by supply chain issues, and they also saw a significant increase in raw material costs. What's uh, Oh, there it is, LZB. LZB, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they're down 3% pre-market. Okay. Yep, so rising prices. Rising prices, supply chain issues. Okay, Southwest Airlines. I am really a bit surprised. They're hanging in there. Let me just delete this uh, because they had uh, two outages in uh, in the last 24 hours in their in their computer system, and uh, the, the system outage cost cost the uh, no cost not cost <laughs> cost the cancellation of around 500 flights. And uh, but hey, nobody seems to care. 500 flights uh, delayed <laughs> or canceled. I mean, what the heck? Uh, still up here pre-market, uh, half percent, pretty much unchanged. A bit surprised here. Yeah, the, you know, down 0.3% yesterday, not a real big move. And like you said, up a little bit pre-market. You know, it, it could be that people are accepting that there could be some difficulties as, you know, travel is, you know, uh, increasing significantly. And who knows, maybe they feel that the, the the uh, outage has been resolved. Let's talk about DraftKings. Hindenburg strikes oh, again. Our <laughs> huh? Oh my gosh! Our, our friends Hindenburg at Hindenburg friend. Research, famous short selling company. So they published a report yesterday, and uh, do you know what the report said? But they were basically very very bearish on DraftKings. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't uh, read into the details of it, um, but it said that, um, what was it? A significant amount of their profits is due to, you don't know. No, I really don't know. I, I haven't read the report. I just I saw it yesterday it and it seems that this time, I mean, usually when Hindenburg Research uh, publishes a report, uh, we see a company tanking. I mean, just think about Nicola, uh, think about, uh, ride, right? And here yesterday, yes, we opened much, much, much lower, but then bounced back. I, I mean, there was a 10% drop pre-market uh, ending up just down 4.4%. Uh, and this morning in pre-market up 0.8%. Uh, and I mean, Hindenburg Research said we have a significant short position here. So this does not seem to work out for them just yet. Yeah. And the, the word I was looking for, or the phrase I was looking for, black market gambling. They, they uh, are claiming that black market gambling is contributing to a large part of the company's revenues. Uh, so that at first, uh, you know, yesterday, DraftKings was down almost 11% or more than 11%, yeah. but really kind of resilient, shook off the news and now up pre-market. There we go. <laughs> okay. Do you see anything else moving? Um, H&R Block was moving a little bit. HRB, the ticker, yeah. they reported better profit and revenue. They also raised their dividend by 4%. So their dividend's at 27 cents now. Well, uh, but they're dropping. 
I mean, yesterday they were down 1%. Uh, this morning they're down 5.5% pre-market. That is interesting. Okay. That is interesting. So trade what you see, not what you think, right? <laughs> yeah, H&R Block might be a little seasonal too. You know, people buying it on the run-up and then selling it after tax season. It could be. It could be. All right. Hey, some other news that I saw is uh, from uh, Levi's, uh, the, the jeans manufacturer. Uh, so the, the CEO actually said that more than 25% of shoppers have a different size today than before the pandemic. <laughs> and so he actually said the number of people with new sizes are pretty staggering. <laughs> so that's not just interesting. I, I just I can started. relate. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Amazon for a moment because uh, Amazon, uh, so there's, there's two headlines. I mean, first of all, Scott McKenzie, uh, the ex-wife of uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, who has a 4% stake in Amazon. I mean, w when she got it, when, when they left, it was worth $20 billion. But now, since Amazon prices are just keeping higher, it's worth $60 billion. And uh, she donated uh, over the past uh, few weeks another $2.6 billion to different charities. Now, the, the interesting thing is uh, she distributed it uh, over, I believe it was 286 different charities. And that's different than uh, Jeff Bezos, who has this one huge big fund. And this is what we see often with Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, that they have one fund to focus on. But she says, you know what, there are so many charities that are being overlooked by the big donors. And she said, you know what, let's just distribute it. Uh, I don't know if she did it evenly, but uh, she distributed over a lot of charities here. So anyhow, thought this was interesting. Right. And then also, last but not least, Jeff Bezos, he's launching himself into space. <laughs> You've heard about this? So he I, said that I, he and his brother would be on board the Blue Origin, which is the first passenger carrying mission, uh, which is set to lift off on July 20th, uh, a month from now. And uh, there was still one seat open and somebody bought the seat to be sandwiched right between the Bezos brothers for 11 minute space flight. And he bought it for two point eight million dollars. <laughs> yeah. OK, we got to hop over into our Zoom room to to trade with our mastermind members, trade the open, see what is happening. And today will be a super interesting day. Hey, if you enjoyed us, give us a like on your way out and uh, yeah, leave, leave a comment uh, if there's anything that you want us to cover in these morning updates. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Take care. everybody. Happy trading, everybody.